The IRS has been working around its legacy IT systems for years and across multiple administrations, decades in fact. But Commissioner Chuck Reddick, in back-to-back appearances on the Hill this week, said the agency will seek nearly $3 billion to overhaul its legacy IT systems, as well as modernize the programming languages they run on. That's part of the agency's six-year modernization business plan. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman joins me with more. Now, Jory, I attended meetings in announcing modernization plans for the IRS while you were still in diapers. So what does the IRS plan to do now? What are they saying they're really going to do? Well, this time they really mean it. They say they're going to modernize the hardware as well as the programming language that these systems run on. It's been said on Capitol Hill a number of times now that the IRS uses programming language that dates back to the Kennedy administration. And that's technically true, but it's worth bringing up that it's COBOL, and it's a language that's been around for a number of years now. And it still runs. It's still The logic still holds up. But the idea that Senator James Langford brought up is that is COBOL being taught to the next generation of IT talent? And would they have the expertise to pop the hood and tweak it if there was something wrong with it? Actually, it's COBOL, and it's also assembler code, which is even more basic, but also runs like a tank. You can't stop it. All right, so uh, they want to modernize those languages, though. Yeah, yeah. So as you pointed out, they're looking at a six-year modernization plan for fiscal 2020. The IRS is asking for $290 million, and they're going to reduce their IT system, their legacy IT systems, from about 43% of its overall inventory down to about 39%. And they're looking to do that by the end of fiscal 2020. So that's just a uh, that's just year one of the six-year plan here. Commissioner Chuck Reddick told the Senate Finance Committee that this is really a pretty golden opportunity to get this done. It's difficult to continually patch. At some point, we need to replace, and we're definitely at that point. The IRS is as well-posed as it's ever been to be able to modernize both the infrastructure as well as the language. And so we're moving forward with the ability to be agile, flexible as newer technologies come along. And he has said that, as have the past eight or nine commissioners and CIOs. What's different this time? So the IRS has notably dealt with an increased workload the past couple of years. Uh, Things like the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, it was a big overhaul of some of the IT systems for the IRS. They had to update more than 100 computer systems as well as 400 forms, and that falls not on just the workforce but the the IT systems as well. And so as a result, uh, Reddick told senators that this has put an added strain on those systems. The IRS has been tasked with a lot of new projects almost on an annual basis. Essentially, they add one project on top of an existing project, and at some point, the entire system needs to be brought about and replaced. We also have legacy in terms of the code, the language that's being used. That's what actually what goes back to the Kennedy era. It's not the hardware, but it's the code that we have that go back to that era. And the private sector would not be operating in the sense that we're operating. Reddick also pointed out to senators that These days, the IRS defends against about a billion cyber attacks each year, and he said some of those are sophisticated attacks from nation-state actors. And Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin, he's also been making appearances on the Hill. He He told members of the House Appropriations Committee that it's sort of embarrassing that the IRS, for the scale that it runs on, uh, is dealing with these antiquated systems. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. And just a quick question, did the subject of the master file come up? 
Uh, no, it did not, but that is also a longstanding issue. The master file is where all of that assembler code is, and that's the essential set of files they have about taxpayers. And they have made it dance over the years. They have extracted data from it and put that in modern systems. So um, they're not really starting from ground zero as they were 20 years ago, to be fair. And what about the workforce? Because I think that's an issue, as the senator pointed out, as Senator Lankford pointed out, there's not that many people around and it's not an appealing career choice for up-and-coming programmers that, guess what, you get to work on a Model T. You know, you wouldn't tell an upcoming mechanic that. So what about the workforce? It has been an uphill battle there. Uh, It's been said that the IRS has had its budget reduced since 2010, and it's lost about a billion dollars overall from its top-line budget. As a result, it's seen about a quarter of its workforce shrink through attrition. And Commissioner Reddick said that the, the IRS workforce is getting older, and it's not quite clear that the next generation of talent is being hired. Reddick gave an overview of the state of the workforce All workforce-related issues present a challenge. The eligibility for retirement, about 45% of our workforce is eligible to retire within the next two years. I think less than 3% of our workforce is under the age of 30. We had a hiring freeze from 2011 to 2018, which essentially we lost an entire generation of IRS employees through the hiring freeze. And Reddick for, you know, in order to counteract this brain drain, if you will, at the IRS, he has sought direct pay, direct hiring authority for some of the IT and cybersecurity talent that is so badly needed. These would be short-term employees. They would stick around for about a couple of years. They wouldn't be career employees, but they would be able to address some of these issues in the time that they are there. I guess they have tried this before. I mean, I know of one contract employee who was there for a couple of years, came up with a plan for replacing and repurposing that code, and they never got around to hiring him or doing anything about his plan, and he went to the Social Security Administration. So maybe they're Getting a little wisdom there. Well, it's worth bringing up that Commissioner Reddick, he for 36 years, he was a a tax attorney on the the private sector side of things. And he was saying there was a time where he could see someone that he thought was up to the job. He could grab coffee with them on Friday. They'd be on the job by Monday. Compared to the IRS, he, he said that it takes about six to eight months for rank and file employees to go through the process. And there are some cases where they're midway through that process and they say, you know what? I found a job. I already got the offer. Uh, thanks, but no thanks. So, well, you know, that's right. The IRS is an imperfectly managed agency, as every organization is. But yet the leverage that a small investment in the IRS, well executed, can have on revenue is so vast that I just never understand why there's not bipartisan support for giving the IRS what it thinks it needs or what it says it needs. And I think Reddick's statistic was a little bit more dramatic than some of the standard statistics you hear. He said 45% are eligible to retire within two years. Usually you hear 30% are eligible to retire within five years, which means that you've got this rolling blob of people coming through and you never have 30% of the people leave. 45% in two years, that does sound like much more of a, of a personnel danger, if you will. Well, certainly there are cases where just because they're retirement age eligible doesn't mean that they're immediately at the door, out of the door. But it does hint to something that we've seen the threat of, this retirement wave, the idea that there is something so – there is an, an issue where all these folks say, you know what, I am retirement age, I am retirement eligible, I've been for X number of years and – I'm just going to walk out the door, and their colleagues also think that. So that, that's something to keep an eye out on. All right. Well, I wish them luck on it because I would like to see them succeed in this modernization. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman, thanks so much. 
Thanks, Tom. Be sure to read his stories at federalnewsnetwork.com.